So I wanted to share with you something that I'm simply called Encountering the Holy Spirit in a Time of Isolation. Encountering the Holy Spirit in a Time of Isolation. One of the wonderful things about the Holy Spirit is that he is not bound by time, space, or circumstances. Jesus spoke of the freedom of the Holy Spirit in John chapter 3 when he said, The wind blows or breathes where it will, and though you hear the sound, yet neither do you know where it comes from nor where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And having looked at the story of Noah again just this week, it seems to me a very fitting illustration of a time of isolation and lockdown. Noah and his family spent over a year locked in the ark, unable to enjoy the normal freedoms of life and yet in a safe place at the command of God. And I think that in the same way, this past year has many parallels with Noah's experience. Um, this pandemic has rained down upon us like a flood. It has touched virtually every nation on the earth. And like Noah, we have been at the mercy of this flood-like pandemic not knowing where it will take us, not knowing when it will end. And the only safe place is the ark of our own homes where we have shut ourselves in from the rest of the world. And the flood that Noah encountered, of course, came as a result of the judgment of God upon the earth because God said in Genesis 6 that Everything mankind thought or imagined was continually and totally evil. Now, we don't know what God's purpose is in this time of pandemic, but we do know that God is a God of grace. And as it says in the book of Peter, he is not willing that anyone should perish, but that everyone should come to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. And after Noah left the ark, God made this promise in Genesis 8, 22. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. I want to confidently clear, declare this morning to you that after this pandemic, there will be a spiritual harvest. God is at work. Things are happening in people's hearts and lives that we don't know, we can't see, we're completely unaware of. But I'm very confident that when this pandemic is all over, the Church of Jesus Christ throughout the earth will not be smaller. It will be greater because a harvest will come as a result of this season that we have gone through. So what can we learn together this morning about the Holy Spirit from this experience of Noah and his time of lockdown. Well, you all know that we've got five senses, and I won't ask you to remind us, but we all know we've got five senses. And the verses that uh, Emma read to us, I see three senses there that came into play 
that I believe we can apply to our understanding and encountering the person of the Holy Spirit in our lives, even in the times in which we find ourselves. And we're just going to look at them very briefly before we go on to do something else together this morning. So the first is found in verse one that Emma read in Genesis eight. We need to hear where the wind of God's spirit is blowing. Because it says in verse one that God sent a wind to blow across the earth. Just as we feel or hear the wind, so we are to recognize the breath of God. What is God currently blowing on in your life and mine? What is God currently breathing on in your workplace or upon your neighbors or on your family? You see, we find in the scripture that God is a God who breathes. If you look in Genesis chapter two, when God created Adam, he made him, he formed him out of the dust of the earth. Adam stood up there, but he was totally lifeless. And then the Bible says God breathed into him and he became a living being. The Bible also reminds us of different places where God breathes. You see, when God breathes, things happen. And you see that all the way through the scripture time and time again. God breathed and blew upon the earth and the flood waters dried up. We read in the book of Ezekiel that there was a, a valley full of dry bones and this great army stood up and then the breath of God breathed into them and they became alive. Jesus breathed upon his disciples just before he returned to heaven and he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And then at the time of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, the disciples were gathered in the upper room and it says a mighty wind filled the whole house and the Holy Spirit came upon them and they were filled and they spoke in new tongues. You see, when God breathes, things happen and we need to learn to hear the wind of God's spirit learn to recognize the breeze where God is blowing where he is moving what he is doing in your own life in your circle of influence among the people that you work with family and friends those people that are part and parcel of your front line your daily life God will be at work in their hearts and in their lives. And we need to recognize, we need to hear where God is blowing and breathing in the situations and circumstances that we find ourselves in. Is God blowing on a new missional group that's being formed here in Level 10 Church? Is God blowing on a friend that you have? Is God blowing on a family member? Is God blowing or breathing a new idea into life that he has placed within your heart that is going to be something that will become very, very missional so far as his kingdom is concerned? So the first sense that we see here is that of hearing the breeze of the Spirit of God, and we need to tune our lives to be aware of where God is blowing at any given time. But then secondly, we see here in verse eight about the sense of touch. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to touch down in our lives. 
Because in verse 8, it says, meanwhile, he sent out a dove to see if it could find dry ground. At the baptism of Jesus, Mark, in his gospel, tells us, as Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending upon him like a dove. We know that the dove is symbolic of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is symbolized in this way, but he wants to find a place to alight or to touch down in our hearts and in our lives. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 3.16, don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the spirit of God lives in you? How often does the Holy Spirit look for a landing place in our lives but there is no room because we are cluttered up with many other things. Paul said this morning about the need to stop at times and to be still and, and to rest. Mm -hmm. And we all need to come to those times because we live in a very pressured and busy uh, lifestyle that often just pausing and being still, you can almost feel guilty thinking I, I need to be doing, I need to be about something there's this job to do or there's that task or there's this responsibility and and sometimes just to stop and to be still and to know that God is there and allow the Holy Spirit to touch down in our hearts and lives is not always easy he is a dove he's symbolized as a dove and he has no desire to constantly be on the wing one of my favorite birds is the swift. And one of the remarkable things about the swift is that they never come down to land. They virtually live on the wing, apart from when they are nesting and they nest generally in the eaves of a house. They never touch down on the ground because they've got such tiny feet that it would be very difficult for them to take off again. But they live on the wing, a remarkable kind of bird. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to be just hovering all the time. He wants to touch down in our hearts and lives. He wants to minister in us and through us. He wants us to understand him and to give place increasingly to him in our hearts and lives and in every circumstance. He wants to dwell within us powerfully. And that's what Pentecost is all about. And that's what being a Pentecostal church really means. So we've got the need to hear the wind of the spirit we've got that sense of allowing the spirit to touch our lives but also a third sense we need to look for the new life that is born of the holy spirit because it says in verse 10 of genesis 8 the dove returned with a fresh olive sprig in its mouth with a fresh olive leaf Olive leaves can sprout very quickly and they are symbolic of fertility and new life. And suddenly the earth was starting to burst forth with new life as the flood gave way to the light of the sun. And Noah knew that it was safe to open up the ark and to step out onto dry ground because the dove brought back an olive leaf. 
As this pandemic subsides, we need to be expecting and looking for signs of new spiritual life. In 1922, I don't think any of you were quite alive then, but in 1922, a guy by the name of Howard Carter opened the tomb of Tutankhamun in the Valley of the Kings in Egypt. In that tomb, they found some beans that were over 3,000 years old. They were planted and they brought forth fruit. <laughs> I'll show you a picture in a little while. The lesson is we are never too old to be fruitful in the kingdom of God. <laughs> and that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to make us all fruitful. He wants to produce the kind of fruit that makes us increasingly like Jesus. But he wants us to display that presence and life and power of Jesus in such a powerful way that we have the joy of bringing others into the kingdom of God. Jesus said, those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. So just these few little thoughts out of the experience of Noah, I see clear symbolism of the work of the Holy Spirit. We need to hear the wind of the Spirit. We need to allow the Spirit to touch down and be resident in our hearts and lives. And we need to look for new life that will be born of the Spirit out of this season that we have found ourselves in. So may God help us to be increasingly people who encounter the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Let's just seal this with a moment of prayer together. Father, we want to thank you that in all seasons you work everything together for your good and for, for our good and for your glory. And, and we just pray, Lord, that out of this season that we find ourselves in, there's so much we don't understand, but we want to encounter you, want to know the person and work of your Holy Spirit in us and through us individually, but also corporately as a church. Lord, draw us after your heart and give us understanding so that we might see and become increasingly aware of the work of your Holy Spirit in these days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.